Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to another fantasy football podcast brought to you by the F-L-O-O-G. That's right. The flu. What is yo, yo. What is up? What is up, my man? Good man. Good man. Life is good. Life is good. It is it is just you and I on top of the mountain tonight to crush probably one of the most exciting divisions, especially based on the news from the past week-ish, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So we go any forward. I am the commish, Joshua T.A. Hicks. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. And then my partner through this jungle that is the NFC tonight, you can find him on Twitter at social media ghost. I always want to call you the social media ghost, but it's social media ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tyson Cullen, what is up? How are you? I am good. I might have to change it to the social media ghost now. Uh, um, man, life's, life's good. Um, hey, on a, on a uh, side note, real quick, uh, for all those base, baseball fans, how about the Baltimore Orioles? Let's go. 50, 50 and 49 and three games out of the wild card. Uh they only won 52 games last year. Now they've already won 50. So uh, I know Dan, one of our listeners, or one of our uh, guys that uh, does this thing with us, I'm sure he'll do the AFC North. He's a big Orioles fan. Shout out to him and uh, Rodrigo, uh, another one of our guys. But 50 and 49, they're, uh, I don't care what else they do. They're, 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 they're kicking, kicking names and taking, well, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And isn't their, so, their total payroll is, Less than forty million, right? Yeah, I think. Did you send me? I think you sent me that, or somebody sent me that. Yeah, less than forty million, and then it was like the Philadelphia Phillies was like two hundred and twenty or two hundred million, and the Phillies have a worse record than the Orioles with Bryce so, Harper. With Bryce Harper, so yeah, I mean, so, so again, uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good. Uh, Good year to be an Orioles fan, and like I said, I don't. I, I think I speak for all Orioles fans. I don't think anybody really cares what happens. Yeah, I mean they're just they're exceeding expectations. So, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, moving on from that, yeah, football. Football is finally here. Training camps are starting. Uh, people are people are coming into training camp. You know, looking like a chicken biscuit or a few chicken biscuits. Uh, one of the guys we were talking about. Um, Life is good, man. Football is back. It is. It is. Training camp started. The majority of training camp started, I think, yesterday. Some, I think some rookie stuff started last yep. week. But yep. it, I mean, we're, we are we're, we're in it. It is. It is. It is here. Next week. Oh wow! It's next. Oh my gosh. August fourth with the Jaguars and one of our one of our friends, Jared uh, J. Rod, the Las Vegas Raiders. He gets to see Devontae. For the first time in a if well, if he even plays, yeah, yeah, but still, exciting times for the Raiders too. So yeah, next Thursday, all things. Oh my gosh, I can't. Oh, goodbye, family. Like <laughs> Laura, I'm watching football. Who's playing the Jaguars? It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so as as we previously mentioned, we are going to. Do the NFC North tonight. Uh, we have this division and the AFC North to do, and then we are 
wrapped up with all our divisions. So very excited to finish, wrap up all the divisions, get into our, of course, my favorite podcast of the year, probably the Haters Ball, who we, you know, who we're hating on going into the season, redraft season. I mean, we're doing a sleeper pod. Just, you know, all our, we haven't really thrown out like our, our, you know, our crazy predictions going into the 2022 season. So, so ready to get there, man. And I'm ready to do some. We finished all our dynasty drafts, finished Scott Fishbowl draft. And I've got, we've got the Flug, Flug Fest, August 20th. Be here before you know it. I can't wait. And then I'm sure you've got some redraft leagues. I got some redraft leagues. So excited to jump into that. Yeah, I don't know of any redraft leagues, but yeah, I'm I'm second year in the flug. Uh, last year was fun. I can't wait to see what Shane has in store for all the uh, events. Um, if, if you got a chance, for anyone that knows us, if you got a chance to come, even if you're not in it, just come and come and watch us act like a bunch of idiots. And you know, I, I think I explained it to somebody. It's like it's like being in college for one day. You know. An adult field day. <laughs> An adult field day. Yes, and Ty, Ty hit the nail on the head. Even if you can't participate, you're st- just come hang out. We definitely yep. we have so many events and we have so many people. Just if you could, ha- I mean, even you could help out. And then there's plenty. I'm not going to uh, advertise all the free beer in the world, but there's usually a couple beers to spare. So we'll work. We'll work for beer, right? So, yeah, August 20th. And like we said, we st- we I'm sad to say, but still waiting on that uh, review and uh, give us that five-star five review on iTunes or Spotify or Podbean and get you an uh, entry into Flugfest. Oh, do it. How many people do we got? This, uh, how many people do we have right now? So so Shane, that, that lucky dog, is actually on a, a two-week vacation in the Outer Banks. So oh, I haven't... When we get back, we're gonna we're gonna uh, start grinding pretty hard. I know we have twelve, and you know we're not guys. Don't do ten team leagues, <laughs> but so we have twelve. So I'm like, we have twelve. We have enough for a league. So I know we have yeah. twelve. We have twelve easy. After that, I I don't want to throw it out there. I think eighteen is not a stretch. I'm pretty sure we're good to get eighteen. We had 18 last year, right? Yeah, but we're not going to do a guillotine league. Okay. So two leagues, league set up to be determined. I'm still working on the app. It'd be really nice to have to not pay for a fantasy app and be able to do multiple multiple copies of a player. Because if not to shun any of the fantasy websites, because they're all great. I've I like them all. I've tried them all. But there's, there's none of them have the free multiple copies of a player. So trying to chase that golden egg. <laughs> so, but uh, anyways, guys, you can find us on Twitter at the flug underscore ff. Check out our website www.theflug.com. That has links to our iTunes and Spotify and Podbean, where you can go and listen on all those apps that we can, you can even go on YouTube and listen to us on there. I think that's it. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say for those that I I know I had a lot more success with Podbean, but yeah, I'm sure 
people are more savvy than I am. I'm an idiot when it comes to this stuff, but I definitely was able to listen to y'all or listen to our uh, podcast on five. So just a little nugget there. So. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think I've had, yeah, some other guys have listened on Podbean and Podbean's a great site. We've been using it for years now to run the podcast off of. So, so shout out to them and they're really good. And when I've had questions and stuff, I've actually been able to do a chat with them and it's not, you know, it's, it, it definitely seems like a person and not a robot and they get back to you in a good amount of time. So shout out to them, but let's go ahead and jump into the NFC South. There's a lot to cover. This definitely, we did AFC South last week and that one was a little barren. <laughs> it's just, talking houston and jags you talk to those two teams in a podcast you know you're you know you're sucking for air but this uh this division is you know the thanksgiving feast there's just so much fantasy relevant stuff so super excited to jump into this and we kind of uh preluded to it but the but the buccaneers they've done a few things the past two weeks definitely something this week that definitely needs to be addressed so let's go into it, guys. I mean, let's talk to let's talk Tom Brady. Obviously, the focal point of this team finished as a fantasy QB three last year. Uh, four hundred and eighty-five completions on seven hundred nineteen attempts. Ty, yes, I said seven hundred and nineteen attempts. Did you even think that? No, not at all. Not at all. Five thousand three hundred sixteen yards. 43 touchdowns and 12 interceptions in the regular season. The player that you love to hate, but. I know. I know. He's the, he's the goat. He's the goat. I mean, he's, he's still putting up ridiculous numbers at 44 years old. And, um, you know, they were talking about, you know, he's talking about retirement, which that's his business. But I'm like, this guy's still, this guy's still putting up elite numbers. He retired and then unretired. Yeah, he's not like Brett Favre or Peyton Manning where they were throwing more interceptions and touchdowns and it was like, all right, you know, it's, it's time to go. He's still putting up just ridiculous numbers with some yeah. ridiculous receivers, which we'll get into. Yeah, and before we go any farther, Todd, let's, let me run this by you and get your opinion. So they, they did a coaching change. So Arians, he took a different position. I forget the exact title. But Todd Bowles, who was a defensive coordinator, is now the head coach. From a fantasy standpoint, does that change any of your opinions on this team? I don't know about fantasy. I mean, I think it kind of does from a like a football philosophy, mm-hmm. philosophical. But as far as fantasy, I think that, you know, I, no, no, I don't. Uh, I just think I just think they might do some things differently philosophically than they would have with Bruce Arians. But I think, I mean, there's there's studs all over this team, um, fantasy wise. That I still think I still think they'll put up. Especially Chris Godwin's going to finally be healthy. He missed a couple games. Um, no, I, I still think I still think fantasy wise, these guys are still going to put up some numbers. I'm with you. I just, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm with you, especially the the coaching aspect, because I feel like, especially with Brady, because you know Brady, you know he runs his mouth, and I mean he, he's allowed to. He's he is what he, he, you know, we know who he is. Where, he's earned it. Yeah, he's earned. 
These are in the right. And I'll just and I'll just say I was not excited about Todd Bowles being the head coach. I got to be honest with you. I was hoping Byron Leftwich would get it because mm-hmm. I mean Byron Leftwich works with arguably your franchise player, and they seem to get along really well. So, and Todd Bowles has had his opportunity. Now it was with the Jets. I get it, but um, I was hoping for Byron Leftwich to get it. I thought he deserved it, um, or, and I thought he deserved an opportunity just to prove whether he deserves it or not. But so, but that's a, going way in the left field. But that's how I feel about that whole thing. No, I, I agree with you. I think going back to Arians, I. Th- I think Bowles seems more like a player's coach, like more like a nice guy where if, you know, Brady is going to, I mean, Brady gets fired up, which I mean, again, he can, he can do, he's get away with where where I think Arians would chirp back. I don't know if Bowles would be kind of more passive aggressive or just let, you know, just in in one ear out the other more essentially. I think so. I really do. But when you think about it, because I mean, left, which was, a head coaching candidate for them. I know he interviewed with his former team, the Jags. I don't know if he mm-hmm. interviewed anywhere else, but I mean, I mean, some of these coordinators and stuff, you can only hold them for so long, you know, because I mean, money talks. Yep, exactly. He so, should have gotten it. I think he should have gotten it. So, I mean, if, you know, I don't think the Buccaneers can be a bad team this year by any means, but. If something no. happens and and Bowles is a scapegoat, I mean, I think he could be. It, it could, it, I don't know. Crazy things happen in this league, and he he could be one and done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, anyway, back to fantasy. So, Tom Brady, Ty. I don't. I mean, he's. If you don't have him as a QB one, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> but I mean, you're splitting hairs. You. I mean, he's up there. I mean, obviously, we all have. Mahomes and Allen and Herbert as our probably as our one, two, three, all interchangeable. Mm-hmm. But I mean, how far down does Brady go? I mean, would you rather have him or like a Lamar Jackson? Ooh, I know somebody's gonna hate this. Um I gotta go with Brady. Um I I just, you know, Lamar, maybe a couple years ago, twenty nineteen, you can make that argument, but I mean, Lamar was hurt a couple games last year. And, again, Brady, you said 12, 40, 43 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, mm-hmm. and, and still put up 5,000 yards. Lamar is arguably the best running quarterback in the NFL. I'll say he's better than Josh Allen, even though I don't want to. Um, he's the best running quarterback. But, I mean, beyond the running, he's, Lamar's still got to prove in, in the passing game. Um but yeah, I, I'm still going. I'm still going Brady, um, even though he has no rushing variants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Every time we do a pod, and every time I want to adjust my rankings, I have him all the way down at twelve, and I definitely think I should have him over Hertz and Russell Wilson. So, I mean, if, I mean, I get it from a dynasty standpoint because he's 45 years old. Who knows if next year is going to be the year? But um, I just think he's just still putting up some elite numbers. It's tough. It's tough. There's a lot of great quarterbacks, especially in the AFC. Um, but he's still putting up some elite numbers. He's putting up some elite numbers that some young guys aren't. Absolutely. So 
it's hard for me to put them all the way down there, but I get it. I think, I don't know if it's like the, the flashy thing or whatever you want to call it, but it's like the Konami code. And you alluded to it a few minutes ago. There's no rushing upside with Tom Brady where you, you have Hertz and Russell Wilson. And even Aaron Rodgers is good for three, four rushing touchdowns a year, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. So, anyway, yeah, so – uh podcast says the fluke says tom brady is great so uh one of the hot topics on the buccaneers uh ty we, we talked about it a little bit last week before we jumped into the afc south is uh lenny shane's guy lenny fournette so in the offseason ronald jones's contract expired he was signed by the chiefs and then in the draft they took rashad white Mm-hmm. To he's, he's he's I mean essentially he's I mean you got Keyshawn Vaughn still so it's, it's definitely them to I'm, I'm sure that's a training camp battle right now oh yeah so oh yeah for sure Ty any initial thoughts on Rashad White I mean I wasn't really the biggest fan of his but I mean let's face it he went third round mm-hmm. so you you all the running backs went second round. And lower, so I mean, you you know, your Brees Halls went second round. Your kid at Walker went second round. So if all those guys are going second round, Rashad went third. You can you can bet your bottom dollar that he's gonna he's gonna get every opportunity to be the number two. Even though Keyshawn Vaughn hasn't gotten a lot of opportunities, but I mean, he only had 36 carries, but he had 180 yards. I mean, that's five yards a pop. Um, doesn't really doesn't really add to the passing game or they didn't really use them in the passing game but I mean it's um I, I mean I personally like Keshawn I'm, I'm gonna say I kind of like Keshawn, uh, Keshawn Vaughn a little more but the reality is is that White went third round he's gonna get the opportunity he's gonna get the opportunity until he absolutely sucks in the preseason if he does yeah so let's let's so. talk let's talk let's talk Lenny he missed three games last year they're playing 14 games, had 180 carries, 812 yards, and eight touchdowns. His receiving numbers, what did he do? He caught 60. This is the, wow, this is good. Caught 69 out of 84 targets, 454 yards, two receiving touchdowns. So definitely a factor. I mean, 84 targets, I mean, that's that's good for a running back. I mean, we've thought we've been going through all these divisions. That's up there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he had more than uh I know Kamara, we'll get into Kamara, but he had like more than like Kamara. So, I mean, he was, he was a good, I mean, cause you got to remember New England, New England had a lot of security blankets at running backs. Even like your Danny Woodheads, uh, your Deion Lewis's, your James White's. So Brady's always been the type to throw it short or to dump it off, uh, to your, to his tight ends and to his running backs. And Lenny just happened to be that guy this year, uh, this past year. Mm-hmm. And did really did really well because you remember last year felt or twenty twenty it felt like neither Ronald Jones nor Leonard Fournette could catch a could catch a cold. Or well, yeah, they couldn't even catch a cold. So he he stepped up in the uh, passing game and made himself <laughs> get paid um, for three years thirty million. I know I know that doesn't seem a lot, but hey, ten million ten million. Absolutely, he was in running backs last year. He was third in targets. Wow. One less than Eckler. Eckler had 70. Wow. And then they got the guy we'll talk about, well, we'll get next week, Najee Harris, 94 targets. 
Holy shit. So, so Todd, let's, I mean, Ronald Jones. So we, we talked about it a little bit last week. He, everybody was worried about him coming into camp overweight. I think he came in, they said he weighed 260. Last I've heard, he's already down to 240 something. So, I mean, I wish I could lose weight like this guy, but it's uh, 244. So, yeah, he's, cut, he's cutting it quick. So, I mean, any, yeah, go ahead. Now, to say, what, what, what are you thinking? I mean, that's good. I mean, although uh, somebody made a great point, I don't, it might have been you, or it might have been, no, it might have been somebody at work that, you know, Brady's going to, Brady's going <laughs> to, Brady dictates the offense dictates the team. So if he doesn't like Fournette at 244, he's probably going to say something, even though it's probably Fournette's choice on how big he is. But the reality is that I think Fournette played at 228, and look what he did. So at some point, somebody's probably going to say something like, look, man, you need to lose another at least 10 on you um, to still be the type of back that you were. But um, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> – Maybe 244 works out better for him. I don't know. But I, you, you can bet that if they are unhappy about it, somebody like Brady will say something. Um, they look, man, I need you. I need you, bro. Like, I need you to be at this. And they seem like they seem like they get along real well. So if Brady was to say something like that, I think I think Lenny would take it in stride and do what he can to cut that weight. But, um, yeah. So. I'm with you. I'm with you. And, and he ended the season great. He ended – with double-digit carries in six of the last seven regular season games, in their lone playoff game, he had he had 13 rushing attempts and two rushing touchdowns in that game. That was against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, I have Lenny. He's in, he's in my RB one range right now. I have him as number ten. So we, so he's up there. I got I got I got Najee and Dalvin and DeAndre above him. I got Aaron Jones, Kamara, and Chubb below him. So you got DeAndre Swift above him. Yes. <laughs> Splitting hairs. It is because I mean the 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 versatility. DeAndre, I, I don't know me personally. DeAndre Swift, the versatility. I know Shane might not like this, but the versatility is there more for DeAndre. But my thing is, is that he, he's got to stay healthy. Like mm. that's his. That's his biggest. That's the biggest thing that's really hurting DeAndre Swift. The talent's there, but the availability is, is you know, the greatest ability. So, um, but yeah, it, it, this goes back to the Brady situation. If you don't have Lenny as your number one running back, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like you're doing something. You're doing something wrong. I just happened on, on my team. I mean, listen to this. Get, going off topic real quick. The reason why Lenny would be number three for me is I have Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon. Yeah. So, so pick that. I mean, pick your point or pick the one that you got to take out of the uh, RB one or RB two. But yeah. otherwise, otherwise, yeah, Leonard Fournette should be your RB one easy. Nice, nice. So let's go to this is this is definitely a lot to talk about right here. Let's talk about these wide receivers. Cool. So, so added Russell Gage initially, and in, you know when for, when free agency happened in March. I like I like and, a lot. And then, so all off season, the whole Chris Godwin talk of, you know, he he tore his ACL in the in the playoff game. Mm-hmm. So he's officially been cleared to train, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to start on the pup. 
In the meantime, they went and added Julio Jones. One of the, I, I would call him an all-time great. You know, yeah. he's, I mean, he's one of the most electric wide receivers I've watched growing up the past, you know, the past decade, right? Yeah. Absolutely. He's a Hall of Famer. There's no question. He's a Hall of Famer easily. And then you have the fantasy model of consistency in Mike Evans we haven't even talked about yet. God, nope. God, Godwin finished last year as the fantasy wide receiver number 16, catching 98 of 128 targets, going a little bit over 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. You got Mike Evans catching 74 of his 114 targets, 1,035 yards and 14 touchdowns. There's like where I don't know. There's it's a lot. It's a lot. And it, so Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown's still gone. Let's go ahead and state the obvious. So he, he frees up in the seven games that he played for. He jumped off the field. Literally, he had he had 62 targets. And we'll get to tight ends in, in a minute. But Kronk is off the team. He retired again. He, he he had 89 targets, so that's 150 targets right there. Math off wow. the top of my head. Wow. So, I, I mean, I don't see a Julio getting. I don't know. Would you between Gage and Julio, 75 and 75? This is gonna be this is gonna be asinine to maybe a lot of people, and I probably will be wrong. Um. I would more go so uh, I'm I'm gonna go ninety sixty gauge, and the reason why the reason why I go this is because, and I, yeah, I love some Julio Jones. Like you said, he's one of the greatest wide receivers, probably probably top three of my generation of guys that were born in the eighties. Because I think he was born in eighty nine, top three easily, besides Calvin. There you go, Shane. Um, but he's been hurt the past couple of years, and Russell Gage is just a younger is a is a younger is a younger buck than he is. And I mean, Russell Russell's been consistent the last couple of years. He's had 700 yards uh, the last two years, and that was with a offense that was just let's let's, let's just we'll get to him but was absolutely terrible. Now he's got Tom. Now he's got Brady as his quarterback. And then some other guys that take the pressure off of him. Um, I dare I I would dare say eighty five sixty five to ninety sixty gauge. Okay, I, I and and if I'm you look you. at and, if, and I was gonna say if you look at um, the depth chart in the three wide receiver set, Russell Gage is in the three wide receiver set, and then and then the or the uh, bottom three or the second three is Julio. I like that. So, I plus, like I feel that. like plus, I feel I, I feel like Gage. If you really had to, I think you could line him up in a slot. If you had to, I, I think he's more of an outside receiver. I think you would agree with that. But I, I think if you had to line him up in this slot, I think you could play in the slot. Okay, I'm with you. I like that. I, 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 I had Godwin down on my rankings, but. With the, it was this injury stuff being pretty much gone, right? I think I think it's safe to bump him up and 
Uh, Hulu? Yeah. 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 So, all right, let's not. We'll even, um, well, Godwin more or less, but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, Julio, like a redraft. Where, what's the earliest you would take him? Julio? Ooh, like a 12-team, like, I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are probably second-round guys. And then Gage, maybe... I don't know, sixth round. And then, I mean, Julio, I mean, you, you're just drafting him as a fill in oh, for a bye week, right? Yeah. If Gage is going six, then yeah, then I'll, I'll just go with the, we'll just say seven. Excuse me. We'll just go, we'll just say seven. I mean, that's a guess. That's a guesstimate to me. Right. So I guess whatever, whatever round you would go Gage, I would just go the next round for Julio. I don't know. Maybe hey, Julio might have a you know fountain of youth. I don't know, but like I said, the last two years have just not been great to him compared to the other nine years or whatever the hell it was. Excuse my language. No, you're good, man. But, so, but so yeah. Long story short, if Russell's going six and Julio probably seven. Right. Okay. Okay. All right, and then yeah, like I said, I mean, I think Mike Evans and and. Chris Godwin, probably you know, like second round in a twelve team redraft, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see for sure. For sure. I, I don't see how their numbers would 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 go that much different. I mean, so Godwin missed three games and Mike Evans missed one missed one game. So, and I, I mean, I, do I think Godwin's the number one on that team? I do, but the but the problem is with Godwin, at least from last year, it was. I mean, you look at it, five touchdowns compared to 14. That's the problem with drafting Godwin over Evans first is that you, you're you going to run into – if you're a yards guy like me, I'm probably going Godwin. If you're a touchdown-dependent guy, I mean, you're obviously going to go Evans. But um, that's the only bad thing about Godwin is he kind of gives up those red zone uh, targets. Couldn't agree with you more, man. Yeah, Evan. I don't know. Mike Evans Mike Evans, I feel like, has always been a high receiver that it's like you don't have to stretch to get him. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like he falls to you and you're just, you know, a pig and shit. So let's jump to let's jump to tight ends. We already mentioned that Gronk retired again. They drafted Kate Kate Otten. Mm-hmm. And then Cameron Brait has, has been here this whole time. And then last week they added Kyle Rudolph, who oh. was a, who was a you know a cornerstone for the Vikings for years, and then went to the Giants one year for a vacation, and now, <laughs> and now he's 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 on the Buccaneers. And if you read RotoWire and stuff, they're saying I mean he could be the the tight end one on this team. Well, if you go by our lads, the one we go to, they actually have Braid as number one. But I agree with Rotowire. I think, I think I give the edge to Rudolph. Um, now, if you go by the stats, you would say otherwise. But again, this—he's going from Daniel Jones to Tom Brady. I mean, oh shit, what you got? What you got going on there? I am drinking from. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't talk about that. It's all right. 
from Legend Brewing Company. I'm drinking Hazy Days IPA. It is a, anyways, it's an IPA. It's one of uh, one of my go tos. So, tasty treat, nice uh, psychedelic can. So, yeah, man, yeah, man. But um, yeah. So I mean, yeah, Kyle Rudolph is going from Daniel Jones and Tom Brady. I mean, let's be honest. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I think I think you could see a lot of two tight end sets. Um, mm-hmm. especially especially in the red zone when it gets a little little tight down there, you know, they go um, uh, two tight end sets, wide two wide receiver sets. Um, I, I yeah, I think I give the I give the slight edge to Rudolph, but I don't think it's um an overwhelming edge at least until I see the connection with him and uh, Brady. The the thing that Brady has on Rudolph is he knows the playbook. He's been in. He's been with the Bucks his entire time, his entire career. He's been with Brady for two years, so um, that's a that he get he got some slight edge in that. But um, but I, obviously Rudolph has had a way better career, and they're about the same age. I think. I think uh, Rudolph thirty two and Brady's thirty one. But um, yeah, we'll see. I think. I think. Like I said, I think a lot of two tight end sets. But if, if I had to choose one, I would probably choose Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, and, and like I said, Brate's there. Brate played off the Indian Missile game last year, 57, 57 targets, catching 30 of them for four touchdowns. He's Again, he's you're not drafting this guy as your tight end one. He's more of a plug-and-play, bi-week kind of guy. So. If you're, if you're, if you're someone, I was going to say, if you're someone that you only draft him as your number one tight end if you're just not paying attention to the board. And you're just like, screw it. I'm gonna wait till round ten to get a tight end or something. That's the only way. He's your tight end number one. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, he's like two or two or two or three. Absolutely, absolutely. Ty, we've talked a lot about the Bucks. Anything else you wanna talk about before we move on? They're going to be a contender like last year. They're going to be the they're going to be a contender. I mean, it's just, NFC is very not loaded, and it's the year for the Bucks to take. That's all I got. Anyway, all right, let's jump. Let's jump to another team that that's had a lot of change in the in the off season. That's the Atlanta Falcons. And obviously, let's. I mean, again, let's go to the focal point. After 14 seasons, Matt Ryan is no longer with the Falcons. He was traded to the Colts. So AFC South, we talked about last week. In free agency, they acquired Marcus Mariota. He was uh he was on the Raiders last year. And then in the third round of the draft, they took Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. So as of right now, last I read, Mariota is gonna be the starter going into week one, minus the injury or the bottom falling out. Ty, are you Anyway, excited about Mariota as a quarterback, starting quarterback again in the NFL? Um, not really. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, he, he does have mobility. Again, it's it, he's exciting as far as the mobility goes. Like he's got a little bit of mobility, and I think, like I said, back to our buddy J Rod of the Raiders, um, he would he would agree. I like them as a backup for the Raiders, but I mean, you could tell he was the problem 
in Tennessee. Um, not that Ryan Tannehill was a humongous upgrade, but he was an upgrade from Mariota, and that says a lot. Um, not really. Like I was hoping, I was hoping Ritter would get the opportunity, but I mean, I get it. Um, this is kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers situation, which we'll get into uh, next week. Um, with with that, but not really. Um, like I said, I was hoping Ritter would be the guy. I was because I I think Ritter was honestly I thought he was the second best quarterback in the draft behind Pickett, in my opinion, as far as production and whatnot. I know everybody was high on Willis, but I thought Ritter had the second best career among the guys that got drafted. I got you. I got you. I th- and you weren't the only one to to have that opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mariota, he might be. He's a, I definitely got him way down there. I got him. I got a number thirty. I got a number thirty. Yeah, he's way down there. He's not even, and you know, in a twelve team to twelve team league. He's probably not even getting drafted. You know. No. Yeah, he's he's he. It's like we said about uh Brader Rudolph. He's a he's a plug-in for old bye week. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I mean, let's. I don't know. There's not there's not much not much to talk about on it. Do you think yeah. I this team doesn't look like the lock to win a lot of games this year? I'll just say that. Do you think Ritter comes in at any time this season and starts? If it gets bad, if they're <laughs> I saw one projection where they were they were projected to go two and fifteen. Oh wow. Yeah. Like every other team. Like this projection, my buddy sent me. Every team was expected to win like four games or more. They were like the only team that was four games or less. So they could have so, the number one pick. Yeah. So if it gets bad enough to where they start the season off zero and five or zero and six, hell, it might even be zero and four. Yeah, I could see Ritter getting in there. Absolutely. So their bye week is week fourteen, which is kind of ideal, especially if they're, you know, if they're shitting the bed. Yeah. Let let Ritter come in and play the last what, because, five, four I mean, games. Because you got to think about, I mean, they're in a total rebuild. I mean, other than they got Patterson, we'll get to it. But, I mean, they could have a rookie running back starting. They got a second-year tight end. I mean, they're in they're in a rebuild, and their defense was not good. I mean, they're, they're in a total rebuild. Mm-hmm. So why not? Why not put in Ritter? Yeah, and – for fantasy purposes, week fourteen. That's, I mean, that depends how your league goes. But that's either last week of regular season or right when the playoffs start. So, yeah, maybe if definitely if you're you know in dynasty, maybe yeah, just stay away. I don't know. It might be the status quo for the rest of these positions. So Ty already talked about running back a little bit, guys. Out of nowhere, Cordero Patterson ended up as the running back number seven last year. Rushing for, I mean, numbers. He just had the touchdowns, guys. He rushed 153 rushes for 618 yards and six rushing touchdowns. Caught 52 of 69 passes for 548 yards and another five touchdowns. They they drafted Tyler Algier in the fifth round out of BYU. Uh, I think he's a. I don't know if the it's going to be his. You know team to have you know in the upcoming see what happens and then they added damian williams former dolphin former chief former bear i think it was a bear last year 
in uh, in in yep. free in free agency. So I mean, I'm part. I he had a, he had a nice stretch when he was with the Chiefs. So mm-hmm. I will throw that I, in there. But I mean, that was with Mahomes, and you're going from Mahomes to Mariota. So you, uh, yeah, you roll with that however you want to. Yeah, but no, I'll I'll just say yeah I'll. I agree with you. Um, he definitely had a little run while he was with your uh, beloved Chiefs, but other than that, he didn't really. He doesn't really move the needle for me, in my opinion. Um, I actually really like Tyler Algier. I thought he was highly productive at BYU. Um, and but usually when you hear fifth round running backs, you usually hear okay, maybe the number two, number three, but maybe down the road something's there but a lot of people are talking like he's gonna get some he's gonna get some uh some snaps um you know because cordero like you said cordero's more was more of a pass catching running uh pass catching running back so there's a possibility he could he could um steal some snaps steal some uh touches from uh cordero i agree and if you look at cordero's numbers they definitely tapered off as the season went on, you know. So it seems like he was a player that got figured out, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So I'm not – I don't – are you – in redrafts, are you are you drafting him this year? And if so, where, when? What was what was he said he was well he's number seven last he, year. He finished or? he finished his running back number seven in PPR leagues. Jeez. Um, I'm still going. I still look at him as my number. I I love. I mean, I like him. I like his. I like his play, but I'm still picking him as maybe like my running back number three. Um, a flex. Yeah, yeah, flex. If I have him as my flex, I, I I like. But I mean, again, it's like you said, he had six six hundred eighteen yards rushing, four yards per carry. Their offensive line's not that very good. Like, I I think I'm trying to get two running backs ahead of him. Like in in Lucha, I have I got Connor and Miles Sanders, but I'm probably gonna roll roll with Connor above um, Cordero, and I'm gonna take a risk on Miles, but. Yeah, I'm, 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 I got him as my flex. Running back one, I, I just can't see it. No, I'm, I'm with you. And, and for everybody that, that doesn't know, I know we talk about it a lot. Lucha is our 12 team dynasty league, uh, single, single, single quarterback. So yeah, Ty, I'm with you. You said you had, uh, you had James Conner and who was the other one? Uh, Miles Sanders, which I know yeah. not a lot of. I know not a lot of people are high on, but he's still the age factor. He's still 24 years old. I still think he'll be involved in that offense, uh, despite the fact they got Kenneth Gainwell. But, um, and he's a little more of a tr- uh, tr- uh, traditional sense of running back compared to Cordero. Um, yeah, I'm still trying to draft two running backs. I'm trying to draft two running backs before I get to Cordero. I'm with you 100%. Couldn't agree. Couldn't agree more with you. So yeah, I got I got where do I I'm as number thirty five. So I could be a little lower. I don't know. I am where I am where I am. Yeah, there you go. So let's go let's go to wide receiver. Like we previously mentioned, Russell Gage is now in Tampa Bay. Calvin Ridley 
is suspended for all of this season for gambling where I'll just say it, you can do a lot worse in my moral compass and so play in the NFL and not be suspended the whole season. I agree. So I, I let's, I'm, I'm good on that. Unless you want to throw anything else in there, Todd, but uh, it, is, it, it is what it is. Uh, Russ, they drafted Drake London in the first round, which I, I, I'm, I'm pretty big on him. I, I, I think there's yeah. a lot of potential there and, yep. and well, uh, not to jump too quick, but, Drake London and Kyle Pitts is is, is a Ooh. nice combination for whatever yeah. quarterback inherits this team, yeah. be it Desmond Ritter or a quarterback. If they have the like you already said, if they, looks like they're gonna have the number one pick according to what what you saw. So, <laughs> so Russell Gage leaves behind ninety four targets. He he was the leading wide receiver in targets last year. Kyle Pitts had, well, the, Kyle Pitts had 110. So uh, Russell Gage was the number one wide receiver on this team. Uh, that leaves Drake to inherit it, which I'm excited about. Yeah. I could definitely see him getting 100 targets. And then mm-hmm. uh, Zacchaeus was – well, Cor- Cordero was number two in targets, and he got – the key is he he caught fifty three in seventeen games. So, I I, I mean I'm not drafting the keys. No, but but I, but I will take, you know, in a redraft maybe if I get Drake as like my wide receiver three, mm-hmm. I'm I'm all right with that. Say so say I go running back heavy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'll just say yeah, Drake easily. You said ninety four targets for Russell Gates, right? Yep. Oh yeah, he easily, easily tops that because he's the most. I mean, not that, not that, not that's saying much, but he's easily the most physically athletic wide receiver and imposing wide receiver they have on this team. I mean, just, just all around physical traits are there. He easily gets ninety four targets, maybe even into the hundreds, honestly. Because I mean, you're looking at Brian Edwards, you're looking at Zacchaeus, um. What uh, Kadero Hodge, I think it was. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just looking at a just a who, um, uh, like a who, yeah, you know, for receivers. So yeah. he he easily gets 100 targets. And honestly, he honestly, I know everybody loved JMO Williams, and I love J- Jameson Williams and Chris Olave and uh. Uh, Garrett Wilson, but Jake London. Drake London was my favorite wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and uh, yeah. thank you for remembering the Brian Edwards. I think that was a trade. And then they got yep. they they also got uh, Auden Tate. In oh, it's, they, oh, that's um, who's who is it? Shane's guy. Yeah, that's that Shane's Shane? guy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I see Shane as far as he. I think he's got some height on him, but that's that's about it, really. But Drake, I mean Drake London. Drake London only played eight games last year, and he had a thousand yards, thousand eighty-four yards on a, a team that had that had very inconsistent quarterbacks. Uh, I'd have to look back, but his quarterbacks at USC were not good at all. In fact, I think the starting quarterback transferred this year. Hey. So, so yeah, that tells you. I think his starting quarterback transferred to Pitt. So that tells you something. Um, 
he's the most physical physical uh, wide receiver, I think, of this draft. So, I gosh. And then, I mean, let's let's go. I guess essentially the bright the bright spot of this team, and that's Kyle Pitts, man. In his rookie <laughs> year last year, but you never you didn't miss a game. Caught sixty eight of one hundred and ten targets, like we mentioned, went over a thousand yards receiving, and and the lone touchdown. It's almost like a like a Julio Jones thing for Atlanta, getting all the yards, but you know, diddly dick for touchdowns. What a, so, he's a he's a stud. He's a he's like Zach Wilson. He's got that dog in him, dude. He is. Yeah, I I'm all I'm all in on Pitts. I got him as my number five tight end, even though all the garbage talking we've been doing on the Falcons. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks that he only got one tight, one touchdown, but, I mean, come on, that's that's got to go up. Even though they got Marcus Mariota as a quarterback, that's got to go up for sure. Yeah, it's There's just no like way. it's just like Miles Sanders. The touchdown, touchdowns are up. Yeah, and, yeah, if you don't have him as your number one, if you don't have him as tight end number one, I don't know what to tell you. Like among your tight ends. Oh yeah, he's a yeah, he's a nobody. Yeah, you cannot have him as a lock. I mean, and to say that he's number five tight end, I mean that's not a knock on him. It's just, I mean, fucking excuse me, sorry. Uh, Mark Andrews, Kelsey. I mean, Kittleen Waller. I mean, oh Darren Waller. Yeah, I mean to say that you're to say that you're ranked behind those guys. I mean, all three of those guys, they got that dog in them too. So, uh, <laughs> um, I think Kyle Pitt, fantasy owners, um, another. I think you're, I think you're looking at another great year with more touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's. Anything else on the Falcons? Uh, if you're a Falcons fan. Put your seatbelt on. Hold tight. Bless them. Bless them. Bless them. All right, let's jump, Ty. Let's go to let's go to the Saints. And and we talked a little bit before we started recording. This is definitely a team that, if everything goes right, and if I think NFL wise, I guess you would say, then the fantasy, like the, you know, the fantasy names on this team could could win you a championship. Let's just say it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. there's a lot that could go wrong, and you could be, you know, you're up the creek. Yeah, I mean, it depends on, yeah, it depends on, well, we'll get into it, but yeah, it depends on a lot suspensions and whether a quarterback can stay healthy, whether a wide receiver can stay healthy. Yeah, you're absolutely right. This team could be a really good offense if all goes to plan. So let's let's get into this plan. So. So Sean Payton left. He retired, right? Yep. So yep. he so, so he gone. So you got uh, what's the new what's it Curtis? Is it what's his Dennis Allen? Dennis Allen. I don't know where I got Curtis from. Forgive me, everybody. So new head coach. He was a, he was a defensive coordinator. He came in. So I mean, I don't know how much the mindset of the team is going to change, like we talked about earlier with the Bucks. But anyways, let's let's talk let's talk Jameis. So he. He started the first seven games of the season and he tore his ACL. His completion percentage was 59%, which probably about par for the course for Jameis. But I think the thing that you have to look at, and it's yards, 167 yards per game, which, you know, he back in the day for the Bucks, he was, I mean, he was getting what, 250 easy, flirting with 300 almost every game, right? 
Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just fuck it. Somebody's up there. He he yeah. he led the one year. He led the league in yards, touchdowns, and interceptions. Yeah, yeah. In one year. Definitely. So. so definitely a, a tick down in like the yards and you know getting it out there, but his touchdown interception ratio in those seven games was is a whole other guy throwing fourteen touchdowns and only three interceptions. Nope. That that's I don't I, I and you know you span that out to a whole season. I mean that again the yardage and the all that stuff isn't desirable, but I mean. That's that's no. pre- that's pretty good for what Jameis used to be, but I think they were. Um, what were they before he got hurt? Were they like four and three or five and two or something? I mean, they were they were playing good. They were playing good football with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he can do that, and they went nine and eight last year, so I mean, if he can do if he can do what he did last year, maybe bump up a complete percentage. The yards will come. The yards will come. Yeah. So, and then, and then, I mean, and totally, and we'll get into a totally different wide receiver corpse that he has now. And I mean, more explosive. You can make you can make that argument. Way more explosive wide receiver corpse when they're all healthy. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, so actually, I fibbed. His completion percentage was actually. On the the lower end of his career, but his quarterback rating, his rating is one hundred and two point eight for those seven games. And then his previous was it six seasons? Yeah, he he never even he never got over ninety three. And then his his QBR was sixty four point four. Twenty eighteen was the year that he you know did. That's the only other time you've ever topped it. So definitely, yeah. def, definitely some, you know, some ups and downs. But he's, I think he's, you know, getting his shit together. They, they, I mean, from a so from a football standpoint, you could tell because I, 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 you know, they played the Bills. You know, of course, I watched that game, and then I actually saw them play the Dolphins. You could tell that without him, they just they didn't have an identity. I mean. They, they're putting in Trevor Simeon and Ian Book and Taysom. I think Taysom, you know, and they just, I mean, I think they scored six points against the Bills. They scored three against the Dolphins. Like, without them, they didn't have an identity. And neither, and nobody else had an identity. So mm-hmm. I think, I think, um, I think he's a lot better than what people give him credit for. But we'll see, we'll see what he does. I'm, I'm with you. And, we again. We were talking a little bit earlier too. Let's let's, let's go ahead and go down to Kamara. He had one of his first career years, and it's. I mean, it's because you know, you got these. You got you know these less than par quarterbacks. Let's be nice. Throwing the ball. I mean, it's it, it affects you know the whole offense. And so Kamara had a three point seven rushing average, the worst of his career. And he. I mean, he had the rush. He's always had the rushing potential, but his his PPR upside was one of the biggest ones in the, you know, in the past couple of years in fantasy. And he only, he caught 47 to 67 and his, that's his lowest receptions and targets of his career, 439, 439 yards and five touchdowns. So I, I see it getting better. I, I hopefully Jameis stays healthy. I mean, I want everybody to stay healthy, but 
for James for James to stay healthy and and keep keep you know again again like we said if, if everything goes right for this team the fantasy upside is absolutely there. Um, I think Kamara. I think his biggest challenge is whether he's going to get suspended or not. I yeah. don't think it's. I don't think it's so much, you know, the on-field play. I think it's the off-field that is going to be his biggest obstacle. We don't know how long he's going to get suspended for. Hey, exactly. It, it, it's the six games is what some people have said, and it got mm-hmm. you know you know how the NFL is with their, you know the the suspensions. It's they 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 build it up, you know. Yep. And then it fizzes out. And then, and then on a on a Tuesday, they'll be like, "Oh, here it is, right out of exactly. nowhere." Exactly. Right out of nowhere. So let's go. Let's talk Mark Ingram because I actually think if the suspension happens, he's. I don't think he's getting talked about enough. I know he's up there in age, but I just i I like the he. It, he's a sleeper for me right now, guys. And I just again, if he he's if he's starting. Running back for the first, you know, seven games, then then obviously that's there. Their O line, I know they lost. Uh, what was the guy's name, Ty? On Armstead. Yeah, they lost Armstead, but the O line is still, you know, it's it's up there. And they drafted um they drafted his replacement in the first round, Trevor Penning, out of Northern Ireland. Yep. So, and all their all their so three of their if Penning starts. Four of their five starters are first round, former first round draft choices. Their starting and their starting center was a second round draft choice. So nothing to nothing to yawn about that. Bunch so. of studs, Clydesdales, yep. if you will. Yep, exactly. So. so like so like I said, Mark Ingram, he got he was on the he was on the Texans and got traded at the trade deadline last year. And you know he came in and again again I mean I. He didn't, you know, he didn't blow the doors off anything, but I, I think he can. I think he can get it done. Still, no, I think, I think, I mean, there's no competition for yeah. him. I mean, Tony Jones, who I think that was Moore's guy and my guy because he went to Notre Dame. I was hoping he, I was hoping he would take the opportunity, but I think against the Bills, he had his opportunity. And I think he had like three yards per carry. He just did not. He did not do anything to. Like you, like you use about blow the doors off the uh, build, uh, building. So I mean, there's no real competition. I mean, we're talking about Abram Smith, who was an undrafted free agent, getting opportunity. So no, there's there's no there's no real competition that I know of between Kamara and or after Kamara and Ingram. There's no real competition. Yeah. And he played better, and he played better with the Saints than he did with the Texans. Although we are talking about the Texans, but. He did. He did run a little bit. Seemed a little more, a little more confident. Seemed a little more, you know, a little more juice than he had with uh, Houston. I got you. I got you. So, I still with even then with the suspension and stuff. I still have Kamar. He's a he's a running back one for me. You know, he's right at the fringe. I mean, like we talked earlier with like Lenny and all these guys. It's it's a stacked house right there. You know. Oh. So. Split split hairs on who you like where, but I, I got him as number eleven. So, of course, if the suspension comes, he'll drop. But I mean, whatever. We all know this is water's wet. Let's. I'm excited to talk to these wide receivers now, and that's because mostly I'm 
I've seen videos. Michael Thomas is he's getting back into form. Ty, he's he looks like he's good to go. Okay, okay. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, three years ago, he was arguably the best wide receiver in the game, and he had seven. Did you know in 2019 he had 185 targets? That's insane. 1,725 yards. That's that's I mean, it's ungodly. So, I mean, and again, now with a different quarterback, and we'll get into it, a younger wide receiver on the opposite side, a guy in the slot that can play in the slot as good as anybody. This might rejuvenate his career. He's still under 30 years old. This might rejuvenate his career. You don't, I mean, we'll see. Crazy to think that, right? Yeah. Crazy to think that. Todd, I'm, we can run off these receiving numbers from last year, but uh, like, like we said in, in previous uh, division reviews, previews, I, I, I don't know. It's just such a mixed bag of, I don't know. It's just hard to go off of. You got Marquez Callaway. Catching 46 of 84 targets. You got Deontay Hardy catching 36 of 59. Kamara was third, like we already said, third on the team, catching 47 of 67. You got Traquan Smith. I mean, all these guys, it's just come on, man. Yep. So, but like like with that, we've talked, we've talked about Michael Thomas. Excited to see what he can do. And then in the first round, they drafted Chris Olave. So you got two Ohio State guys. Sir, coming in to, to show out, right? I'm excited. I, I drafted him in Lucha. I'm excited about Chris Olave. I Chris think I, I'm with you. And I think kind of in, in rookie drafts, I felt like he, he was a first-round pick, you know, but I felt yep. like he was kind of like the under-the-radar wide receiver pick just because yeah. you had, like I said, you had Jameson Williams, you had Drake, you know, you had, you had uh, Burks. Yep. Yep. So he was like the I don't know. I I'm... I got him ninth. Very good for but you. It was either him or Garrett Wilson, and I already had a jet. I said, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the potential. Um, yeah. So let's say let's say everything goes according to plan. Damon's yep. plays a full season, no injuries. Do you think? Both these guys could be locked for a hundred targets, and I think that's that's pretty easy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you you said Callaway had eighty four, yeah, eighty four targets. Yeah, easily, easily, absolutely. Especially if everybody is what from the video that you saw and everybody's seen about Michael Thomas, no question. And then let's let's jump to tight end again. Something. I don't even. Hold on, we forgot something. What, what do you think about Jarvis Landry? Oh shit! Good call, man. Ah, that's, that's, who I, that's what I was talking about. They, they got a guy. I mean, a lot more people have been uh, are a lot more big on Jarvis Landry guys. But let's be honest. I mean, he's a way better slot option than any of any of the other guys. I mean, like you said, Marcos Callaway, Deontay Hardy. Who else? Who else did I write? I dropped my phone. <laughs> um, little jo- little Jordan Humphrey. They yeah. Face. I mean, he's way more exciting, and he's a lot older than those guys. He's still a way more more exciting um 
uh, option than those guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, he had, I mean, he was, I mean, he was absolutely dependable in Miami. He had a couple of oh, decent years at Cleveland, but yeah, man, he's from Louis. He's from Louisiana. He went to LSU. I mean, like I said, this is a whole new, this is a whole new receiving corps. And like I said, Jameis, even better than last year. I mean, I'm like you said, I'm I'm excited to see what this offense can do. Uh Jarvis, I bet you Jarvis is Jarvis gets um is juice because they call him juice. Don't they call him juice? Oh yeah. Yeah, so I think he's about to be re energized just like Michael Thomas. You know, um I'm excited to see what he can do in this offense. Yeah man. Ready to rock. All right. So yeah, sorry. I I know I jumped in on that, but yeah, let's go to the tight ends. I don't. Uh, people were big on Troutman going into last season. Didn't really pan out. Caught twenty seven out of forty three, two hundred sixty three yards, two touchdowns. I don't. I don't know. I, I'm not. Tell me I'm wrong, but I'm. I mean, I'm not excited about this guy going in this year. And Taysom, uh, Taysom, yeah, Troutman, and I'm you got. Just... Sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. Uh, I think I told you over this uh, off off camera or off video. I he had more targets, more catches, and more yards than I thought he had. Sad, <laughs> sad. Yeah, uh, Juwan Johnson. I think he sparked for like one game at the beginning of the season and caught like two or three touchdowns in one game. Oh yeah, he yeah he had the um although he had like the Robert Tunyon the Robert Tunyon game. Yeah. I mean, although Robert Tunyon is a little more productive or was that year, but yeah, everybody got really big on Jawan Johnson, and yeah, that fell really quickly. Yeah. So no, that... I'm not excited. I'm not excited about either one of these guys. Um, he's not. I'm not excited if he's my tight end one. I wouldn't even say I'd be excited if he's my tight end number two, especially no. in our, especially. Um, Oh no, no, we only start. Never mind, we only start tight one tight end in Lucha. But yeah, but yeah, he's he's a desperate pick for me if he's even my tight end too, and I got to put him in for a game. It better be it better be a great matchup. It better be a matchup where they don't they don't cover the tight end. I'm with you. I'm with you. And then let me throw this at you. So yeah, Taysom has I think permanently committed to tight end now. So does that interest you at all as a as a fan from a fantasy standpoint? No, not really. I, I like him I like him better running out of like the Wildcat or whatever the jet sweeps. I mean, he's got some versatility, there's no question about it, but I like I like him better when he actually runs the football out of the shotgun formation running out of the wildcat or out of the wildcat. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I gotta see it. I, it's what, six targets? I said six targets, four catches, 52 yards. Not really. I gotta, I gotta see it. Yeah. I'm with you. Not at all. I'm with Not at you. all. All right. Well, glad to end the Saints on a dud, but anything else you got this on them? Uh, like I said, it's, it's one of the most, it's one of the newer, or it's one of the most, um, what's the word I want to use? Like the Falcons, kind of like one of the 
newer offenses or newer players, but it's probably I'm more excited to see what this offense very similar to Atlanta, but I'm more excited to see what this offense can do than Atlanta's offense. Absolutely. Even though Atlanta even though Atlanta's got Kyle Pitts. Love Kyle Pitts. I I would love I I'd rather I would rather I'm more interested to see what the Saints offense does than Falcon. So yeah, that's all. Absolutely. All right, let's go to our last team. Let's let's talk Panthers. And they you know they did a they did they did a big move what, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago now. And yes. traded for Baker Mayfield, guys. So it's a big news. I mean, he was, you know, it was all season. It was Sean Watson and you know Baker wasn't gonna play for him and he gets his wish. And lo and behold, the Panthers play the Browns week one. So that that's definitely I mean, that was a game that you know, out of market, not Panthers fans, not Browns fans. Nobody's really if you know, I'm not gonna watch that, you know. But there's definitely some some sparks to the fire now, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. So and you, you still have twenty and the, and again, I know I have to say this a lot, but the this whole quarterback situation was kind of a shit show last year. Obviously, Sam Darnold was the was the high point, and it was just crazy. ESPN has a glitch. If you pull the Panthers stats, it pulls up all the Giants stats, which is kind of funny. So I clicked on the the oh, Panthers yeah. stats. I've clicked on Panther stats, and it shows me Daniel Jones and Mike Lennon. <laughs> So here oh we are. God. But anyways, these you know these stats aren't anything desirable to look at. So here we go. So yeah, Sam Darnold, you know, playing in twelve games, two hundred and forty-three completions on four hundred and six attempts, nine touchdowns, thirteen interceptions. I mean, you can't get excited about any of this. You got you know Cam played, PJ Walker played. I mean, Ty, this is just. One of those where where you ball it up and throw it away. Maybe like the trash can on fire in the mean attempt. And then of course, let's, let's, let's go. Let's, let's talk McCaffrey. Let's talk about, you know, he was, he was the, the number one fantasy pick overall for a couple of years and then injuries kicked in and some people still have him as an RB two and redraft one of this season. I definitely trending upward in my opinion, especially now that Baker's here, you know? So in, in seven games last year, McCaffrey had 99 rushing attempts for 442 yards and one rushing touchdown, uh, c- catching 37 of 41 passes for 343 yards and one touchdown. Uh, you had you had Chuba Hubbard, who was a rookie last year, to come in and help out, obviously. Uh, 612 rushing yards. So and then after that, I mean, the rush. You had Amir Abdullah for a while. And of course, when Cam was playing, you had Cam's rushing upside. Yeah. But I just I, I don't. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's McCa- They added Deonta Foreman in free agency. But I mean, Ty, where, where are you at on McCaffrey this year? I mean, well, let me let me let me. Oh, so let me let me take a step back or a couple step back if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to go back to the quarterback room. I mean, who do you, uh, which will lead to this? I mean, so what do you, where do you see, what do you see them doing with the quarterback? Room? I mean, you got, 
You got two four former number one picks, and then they drafted Matt Corral in the third round. Where and and between Darnold and Mayfield, I think they're going to be making what was it like almost thirty million between the two of them this year. Probably. So, so where do they and where do they go from here? I mean, who are you taking? I guess you're taking Baker, obviously, right? Yeah, I'm going with Baker here. So, do they trade Darnold? I don't like, think you can. So they're going to be stuck with two former number ones and a third round pick. I, I mean, I think Sam Darnold's time on this team is short. I mean, I don't, I don't think, I think financially, aren't they pretty strapped to him? Like, there's no way out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think the only way possible is to trade him. But yeah, I think, I think, yeah, they're they're pretty strapped to him. The money that comes uh, with it. But I think it's yeah, after this year. I think Mr. Darnold is probably out of Carolina. Yeah. So, so coming back, coming back to what we're talking about. I mean, McCaffrey for me, I think, I think his value does go up because of Baker. I mean, I think, I think we're all in agreement that Baker ought to get the look or ought to get the nod. Um, but yeah, Christian's stats are, are good 4.5 and, you know, he caught 37 out of 41 and, um, you know, Baker kind of, I haven't seen a lot of Baker games, but you know, he kind of he kind of dumps it off. He kind of goes to a tight end. Um, but the problem with Carolina, this whole offense is based off of DJ Moore, who we'll we'll get into, but off of Christian McCaffrey staying healthy, and he hasn't been. Um, he missed ten games last year. I mean, this team, this offense could be. They were twenty ninth in points per game. They were 30th in offense, 29th in pass, 20th in rushing. And, I mean, and, and that's going to happen when Christian McCaffrey misses 10 games. Um, I mean, I'm still going to draft Christian McCaffrey as my number one running back, but you also have to know that <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a yellow flag or red flag uh, of you doing that. Mm-hmm. So where, where's, say, in a redraft? Yep. Are you drafting him in the first round if he fall? Like say, what's the earliest you're drafting him in the first round? He's in the back end. If I have a back end pick, like, so we're talking twelve or fourteen. If we're talking twelve or fourteen league. If I have a if I have a um, if I have a back end pick, I would take if he fell to me. Mm-hmm. I would probably take him. I mean, he's definitely going just based off the potential and just off the versatility and what he's shown when he does play. I mean, he can't go past the second round. There's no way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. But yeah, if I have a late pick and he drops to me. I mean, I get. I guess it's hard not to pick him. Yeah, but if he's, but just me personally, I'm not. There's no way I'm taking him over Jonathan Taylor. No way I'm taking him over Derrick Henry. There's no way I'm taking him over even like Najee Harris or I'd even go Eckler because the thing is, is that he's probably way more talented than maybe an Austin Eckler. Maybe, but 
he's war he's more injury prone. But yeah, long story short, he's not going past I'm not letting him get past the second round, but I would if I have a late pick in the first round, I'll take him. Yeah, I got him as I have him as number five right now. I have JT, Derek Henry, mm-hmm. Eckler, and Mixon above him. And I got Najee mm-hmm. below him. So but like I would take like I'm with you. I'm I'm taking Jamar Chase, I'm taking Cooper Cup, I'm taking Justin Jefferson above him. But then after that, I don't know. So that puts him, I probably like that. So that puts him like, say in a read for me in a redraft, that puts him probably like a number eight spot. He's my number, number eight overall. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's projected number eight and he's still there at like 12 or 14 or between 12 and 14. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I think you can't let him go because somebody because yeah. somebody in the early round is if if like I said if you got a late pick and someone went JT with the number one or whatever it is number two and they see McCaffrey's still there they're probably gonna take him just based off the fact that shit I got JT and Christian in the first two rounds or Derrick Henry and JT or uh, McCaffrey mm-hmm. heck yeah heck yeah I'm gonna take him so. No, I'm with you, 100%. 100%. Let's jump down to wide receiver. We already mentioned him. Uh, one of my favorites, DJ Moore. I'm big on this guy. And I think now that he has a more competent quarterback than what he's had in the past years, he's another one of the guys. He gets the yards. He's He caught 93 of 163 targets last year, 1,157 yards. He was sixth in the NFL in targets last year. But again, he only had the, he only had four touchdowns, so so he finished as wide receiver number eighteen for fantasy purposes, half point PPR. He, I mean, he's he's a beast. He's so great. I wish yeah. I wish I wish the Chiefs would trade for him or something crazy, but but uh, and he's still like twenty four. Think yeah, he's yeah, twenty years old. Yeah, if he was. I think you would agree with me. If he was 6'4 or 6'5, like if he was Mike Evans height, mm-hmm. he'd probably he'd probably be ranked higher than, than he is. Like like if he if he if he got the red zone targets, I mean he said four touchdowns. But so yeah, so I mean he's on like Chris Godwin numbers like that. But yeah, he I agree with you. He's a stud. He's so great. He's so great. He's so great. So I don't there's 163 targets. I don't, I, I've said it every division pod we've done so far. I think when you get up in these high ass numbers, Ty, I just, I think it's hard to replicate year in and year out. You yeah, know? and and let's let's <laughs> let's hypothetically say Christian McCaffrey played 17 games. Yeah. Uh, Christian had 41 and seven. So you're looking at 17 games so that you're looking at about. He's flirting with a hundred. You're, you're looking at like 120 close. That's... So, I mean, I, I still think, uh, I mean, DJ still probably gets about 125 and I'm being pessimistic, but at least 125, 125 to 150. I'm with you. I'm with you. And so they drafted Terrence Marshall last year. He he did next to nothing. 
So hopefully he can, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, turn it around. And let's 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 get let's get Gary's guy in here. Let's talk some Robbie Anderson. Oh my god, I, he's I, I've never been. I mean, I've never uh, been I, big on him. Go ahead. Can I can I say something? This is sad. We're gonna get into numbers. He actually led the he led the team in touchdown catches. Well, five, yeah. He's one more than well, DJ Moore. Yeah, that says something. Anyways, I mean, I I can't believe that. But go ahead. No, just yeah. He, I mean, he did. He had 500 yards receiving, which was less than that was half of what he had in 2020. He he had almost he had almost 1100 yards in 2020. And came down to 519. So a huge dip. I don't I don't know, Ty. What do you do? You, do you think he bounced back? Do you think he finds a happy medium in there? I mean, 110 targets is. I mean, pretty damn good, but yeah, fifty-three. Wasn't a Shane's guy too. I think Shane loved him too. Um, that but, changes like underwear. <laughs> I'm I'm with you though. I was never I've never been a big fan of his, but yeah, I mean, um, I mean he's the number two receiver. Although with those numbers, he's probably what a number three or number four. Um, on any other team, yeah, or any decent team, or any decent team. Um, 110. I mean, that's less than 53 catches. That's less than that's less than 50. percent um, I'm gonna say, I think that I think it ought to be about 80 to 85. Honestly, if you're catching 53 passes. I mean, shit, I don't know. I, I I'll I'll say eighty to eighty five and we shouldn't even have that honestly. Yeah. Dude, I'm with I'm with you. I just he, he just falls in that Deshaun Jackson boomer bust category for me. What he's just in that, that group of wide receivers that and personally yeah, I've he, never messed with. Yeah, no, I, I I've I've never been a big fan of his, but he's always been known as a deep threat, but <laughs> He averaged less than ten yards per catch last year, so that went. So that went that. Very yeah, very hypocritical. Yeah. So I I I love DJ Moore. I, I wish I I don't have him. I do have him in wide receiver one. I have him as number twelve. So he's in my wide receiver one range, right at the fringe. Of course, you know, right in that. Same thing with the running backs, man. You just get in this like group right here, and it's just. Splitting hairs. It's it's who you like, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I like him as a number one, but I love him as a number two. If he's my number two receiver, and I have, you know, if I have Diggs, if I'm being biased, there's my other Bills plug. Um, mm-hmm. If I got if I got Diggs as my number one and Moore's number two, let's go. Yeah, let's do it. We're we're rolling. So uh, I know we just talked about rolling. Let's go to a screeching halt and talk talk to tight ends on the Carolina Panthers. And we yeah. have Tommy Tremble. I believe he was a rookie last year. And and Ann Thomas. And Ann Thomas is a guy that I, I tried to get on the Ann Thomas train for a while, but he just he's just, I mean he is a blocking tight end, guys. Yes. I I'm I'm only on the Tommy Tremble. Train because he went to Notre Dame. If I'm being completely honest, um, otherwise, 
I'm not drafting any of these tight ends. Again, this is this is like Troutman, although I can't believe this. I would take Adam Troutman over both these tight ends. I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> I would take I would take both these tight ends and obviously I would take I'd take even Cameron Bright over both these tight ends. I probably would too. But yeah, there's nothing yeah, I mean, you kind of have to give maybe Tommy Tremble maybe the benefit of doubt because, like you said, he's a rookie last year. But other than that, there's nothing exciting about both these guys. Other than that, you know, Darnold and Baker, especially Baker, has been known to go to tight ends. I mean, there is that possibility. I mean, because Baker's not really a deep, deep ball thrower, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong. Shane would know because he, he thought Baker Mayfield was better than Josh Allen, but that's for another day. And, um, but there's just nothing exciting about both these tight ends. That, you know, really, really, honestly, honestly, Josh, the only throughout this whole wide receiver tight end score, I mean, DJ Moore is the only thing exciting. You had you had Brandon Ziltra was your number three wide receiver as far as yards go. Sad, yeah. sad, sad times. Yeah. He had more yards than Terrence Marshall, who you called it. You were not impressed with Terrence Marshall. I got to give you that. You called that one. I like to see so. him turn it around, though. I'd like to see, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it, there's there's nobody else to really contend with them other than Brandon Filter. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. like I said, this, this offense is based off of Christian McCaffrey playing all 17 games and you know, and DJ Moore doing DJ Moore. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, you have your you have your obvious funnels. And then those after are, that those, it's a murky mess. Those are the only two guys fan I mean, obviously probably taking Baker, but as far as fantasy fantasy, I'm only drafting McCaffrey and DJ Moore. There's no there's not a lot of fantasy value other than those two guys. No. And then I I mean the only other thing I would do and is if you if you're drafting Christian McCaffrey, I'm definitely I'm definitely following these beat writers on Twitter to see who the backup is, and I'm definitely handcuffing myself. And if it's Chuba or Deonta Foreman, and I don't think I, I don't I don't think you have to, um, I don't think you have to stretch to get them. You know, in, in a it's like, like again like a twelve team redraft. You you don't have to stretch to grab these guys. You definitely get them probably around what'd you say, tied nine, ten, easy. Talking about you talking about Christian? No, just saying getting like Chuba Hubbard or or uh Deontay oh, Foreman to handcuff McCaffrey. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're you're spot on. Yeah, you're not yeah, you're not going in the first six or seven rounds. We're talking if we're I know you said hypothetically, but if we're talking Russell Gage in the sixth round. Yeah, there's no way you're going sixth round for Chuba or Chuba and um, Deontay Foreman. Uh, my question is, and I and I gotta be honest, I haven't looked at the depth chart, but if you had to pick between Hubbard or Foreman, who do you go? Who do you go? If you had to handcuff one of them, I think I'm going Hubbard just because he he was with the team last year, you know. Yeah, I agree. But let's—I mean, let's see what happens. I mean, I think Deontay—he had a couple of good games with uh, Tennessee last year while Derrick Henry was hurt. But again, again, this is this is why I love the the Twitter following the beat writers and all that good stuff to see 
how how it's panning out. Because I mean, they're the they're the pulse. They keep you. They they let you know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So I think that wraps up the Panthers. And with it that said, that wraps up the NFC South. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Pretty pretty wild. There's. I mean, this was. Like I said, this is a division minus minus the couple tight end positions for these teams, but uh, it's chock full of fantasy valid players, you know, worthwhile guys talking about. It's it's based off of a lot of potential. I mean, like you said, Saints offense could be very exciting to watch as long as Jameis Jameis is healthy, as long as Kamara doesn't get suspended, as long as Michael Thomas is healthy. And even Landry and Chris Olave ends up being the guy that they drafted. Um, and then Atlanta, like I said, you got Drake and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's that's a like you said, that's a nice little combo. In, interested to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like you said, the Panthers. You know, Panthers could be a decent. I I, I want to go back real quick. I just want to say the Panthers defense was actually second. In the league in total yards, fourth in the pass. So they have a good enough defense. It's just can they find another guy to go along with McCaffrey and more? And can McCaffrey stay healthy? And then the Bucks are the Bucks. I mean, they're going to win the division. They might win the division by week seven. Ooh. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. If you'd only bet on that, right? Yeah, exactly. But you you get my drift. The Bucks are going to win by a few games. Mm-hmm. So everybody else, everybody else is just playing for a second. Who do you do you think? Who if everything goes right for the Saints, I can see them being number two. If everything goes right, yeah, because the Saints finished. Um, give me one second, real quick. I, I I wrote it down. I think it was a. Uh, Seventh in defense. Hmm. Seventh in uh, total yards of defense. Um, and fourth against the run. Yeah, they were really good against the run. Uh, the likes of uh, Cameron. Um, Jordan. Jordan, thank you so much. Yeah. Cameron Jordan, uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And then, you know, they picked up your boy, Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Marcus May, who's actually an underrated safety, but. Yeah, I'm going to go – if I had to do – I always like projecting. I would say Tampa, New Orleans. I don't know between Atlanta and Carolina. Nah, but both Carol- Carolina and then Atlanta. I'm going – yeah. Yeah, because McCat- I'll base it off McCat. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Carolina has better defense. Yeah, because Atlanta has a – this Atlanta has the worst defense in this um, – Division, sad because yeah, they have uh, what's his name AJ Terra who is who is a shutdown corner dude. And a lot of it. people, a lot of people really like him. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah, you're right. I'll go that as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, Ty, that was that was a good time. That was mm-hmm. I've been I've been excited to do this pod all week because there's just been there's I gotta get like like I said there's a lot of fantasy in in this division. So, so one more to go, NFC, NFC North, and another one that's that is chocked full of fantasy players that are bad, like wow. 
So and and in the, the ending the division reviews on a high high note. We gonna we gonna try to get uh, Dan on here. We're gonna try to get everybody on here. That's my goal every week. So <laughs> I, I see what you did there. Yes. Touche. <laughs> yes. Touche. All right, Ty. Let's get out of here, guys. You can find Ty on Twitter at Social Media Ghost, not the Social Media Ghost. Maybe soon. We shall see. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. You can find all of us on Twitter, the fluke underscore FF. You guys, Gary is on. Gary's on vacation. Chain's on vacation. So uh, in, enjoy the rest of your vacation. And I uh, can't wait to have everybody back soon, 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 soon. Fluke Fest coming up. www.thefluke.com, Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Subscribe, like follow whatever you can do guys thank you for listening we will be back one more division review afc north let's go boys two things give us a five-star review so you can get in the fluke fest mm-hmm. uh they do uh, josh and gary do a great job on the website and uh but the most important thing go build good night everybody oh.